0: Hi, guys, thank you so much for coming back to my channel. My name is Dr. Simone, and I love making health and wellness podcasts. Today, I want to talk to you about the distinction between acute stress and chronic stress. I feel like, you know, stress, the word stress um, is used so much um, in the context of, you know, um, what we've been going through lately for the last couple months, the pandemic, and even before that and i feel like um, there's a lot of negative connotation and that is attached to the word stress which is true by the way you know when you have unmanaged stress in the body it can lead to a lot of health issues but i think there needs to be a distinction between acute and chronic stress and how each one of them can be either hurtful or beneficial for the body depending on how know we manage that stress um so let's go ahead and talk a little bit about you know the distinction between acute and chronic stress Um, but as always before um we jump into um talking about the the different aspects of stress um please keep in mind uh, my podcasts are meant for educational purposes exclusively um, so always, always make sure that you check with your health practitioner before you make any changes to your lifestyle, your diet, your medication, whatever that might be for you. Okay. So coming back to the distinction between acute and chronic stress. So, you know, stress can come from different places, you know, and it could be something that happens for a short amount of time, or it could be very long lasting. And depending on your lifestyle, depending on the nutritional balances or imbalances that you have in the body, depending on you know, who you are as a person, um, the functions between your brain, your gut, your liver, you know, all of these things play into how you perceive, react and deal with the stress that's in your body. Okay. So let's begin with acute stress. Now the word acute, meaning it's short termed, it happens uh, because of a certain incident and then it doesn't stay in the body for very long. Um, so just like an acute infection, like for example, You know a flu or you know you have seasonal um, allergies these are acute infections you have them for a short amount of time and then your body sort of you know knows how to deal with it and then you your immune system will fight it so acute stress typically is short-term number one and it actually is not such a bad thing to have acute stress it can give you a lot of motivation um, it can be really beneficial um, for the body. For example, um, if you have to wake up in the morning and let's assume let, let's assume that um, you have a deadline, you have to make it to a meeting, you need a little bit of push from that body. You want that cortisol to give you that push, that motivation that you want to be able to get up, to be able to not, you know, keep pressing the snooze button and be able to get up and go and make that meeting um another example would be um giving you the motivation you know to if you're a student you want to have that motivation to to basically get all that information that you need to pass your exam so acute stress can really support you in that manner now um There's another example that I want to give you about acute stress. Let's just say you find yourself, you know, you're a young female, um, you're having a drink at the bar with a couple friends, and then you decide to walk home in the night and you feel like someone is following you. You need that stress. You need that acute stress to allow your brain, to allow your body to sort of, you know, connect with each other and be able to run from that situation or deal with that situation, whatever that might be okay now the thing with acute stress the classic thing with acute stress is once that situation has passed so whatever is that situation that's causing you the stress once that moment has passed the stress should diminish okay but that doesn't mean that when you have acute stress that you won't have symptoms or um you know you won't have the consequences of having that stress because you know ultimately if you are feeling stressed out this means that your body and your brain have gone into sympathetic nervous system so sympathetic nervous system is fight and flight okay so when the body is in fight and flight essentially what ends up happening is you know our metabolism is compromised our digestion is compromised um you know we have uh, there's changes in our blood pressure there's changes in heart rate You know, there's changes in how the different functions of the brain uh, operate. So there's a lot of physical and clinical and biochemical changes that are happening in the body um, when you're stressed out. So some of the symptoms are some of the outcomes of acute stress. You could end up with a headache. You could end up feeling like you have a migraine, especially after that moment has passed. You could feel like you have some stomach problems, GI issues, indigestion. You're sweating a lot. You have, you know, um, a faster heart rate and shortness of breath. You could even have some mild symptoms of chest pain, dizziness. You know, all of these typically should go um, or should reduce right after the moment has passed, meaning that you're going you're going now from sympathetic to parasympathetic, which is your digestion is coming back to normal. You're feeling more relaxed after the issue has passed. Okay. And a lot of times the best way to deal with acute stress is essentially, you know, um, if it's an exam, then of course your exam is done. Um, and you feel like you've given it your best shot. If it's a meeting, you've gone to the meeting. So the incident is completed and you know, your brain and your body, some will connect with that. Um, you know, with that, um, after the after effects of whatever it is that you were, um, stressing about. Okay. So then let's talk about chronic stress. So chronic stress is really the problem. It is, you know, the stress that stays in the body for extended period of time. And this is the time when it can take years, months, sometimes, you know, pretty much your entire life to deal with. Um, Chronic stress can come from different reasons. You could have had some trauma as a kid. You might have grown up in an abusive environment. Um, you might have had an abusive partner. Um, you have severe nutritional imbalances. You drink a lot of caffeine. Um, you don't exercise. You have poor lifestyle. You make poor lifestyle choices. You drink a lot of soda. You take a lot of medications. You have a lot of side effects from those medications. Um, I mean, the list is endless, Um, you live off of a processed junk food, you know, kind of lifestyle, you do extremely restrictive dieting, you are constantly going from one diet to the next diet, you're chasing after quick fixes, you're chasing after fads, Um, you're constantly removing nutrients. because you want to lose weight. And then the depletion of those nutrients is then further causing stress for your body. You don't have any relaxation practices in your your, um, daily lifestyle. So that means you're either not exercising, you're not meditating. You know, um, you have really no physical activity in your life. So there's a lot of reasons why you might end up with chronic stress. Um, A lot of times chronic stress is really, um, it can come from having poor communication between the liver, the gut and the brain. And sometimes even your thyroid hormones. So for example, if you have an extremely processed lifestyle, our immune system primarily is made in the gut. So if you have a compromised immune system to begin with, because you have a processed lifestyle, your body is not able to get rid of all the toxins because you're not probably drinking a lot of water. You know, as I said before, you don't have a lot of nutrients in your body. All of this can then affect your immune system. This can then also affect, um, you know, the communication between your gut and your brain, especially if you don't have a diet rich in probiotics. And so all of this combination can then further impact the immune system and that could end up causing more stress, literally physical stress for the body, but also emotional stress, you know, because your body and your brain are not able to process all of those changes um okay so one of the key factors with chronic stress is that it can stay on in the body for an extended period of time so what are some outcomes from extended stress well number one you could end up having a lot of inflammation in the body so inflammatory health issues can be very commonly seen autoimmune diseases can be commonly seen you know um, memory loss um short-term and long-term memory losses can be seen from having a lot of unmanaged chronic stress you know issues like high blood pressure kidney problems you know um the body's inability to regulate your digestive system uh emotional imbalances obviously depression mood swings a lot of anxiety this is these are all you know symptoms of chronic stress and sometimes people can have all of them and sometimes people can have one or two symptoms every couple months every couple years depending on you know who you are and like I said what is your foundation you know um, so I'm guessing at this point you're wanting to know okay so what do I do if I have chronic stress um, well first and foremost, You really need to sit down with a health practitioner and have them evaluate your nutritional um, sort of picture, you know, um, a snapshot of what your body is needing. So sometimes you might be, you know, sometimes you might be just needing a certain nutrient that might be depleted and adding that might help make, let's say, more neurotransmitters in the gut. So, you know, dopamine, serotonin, GABA, these are neurotransmitters that essentially help us regulate our mood. And so sometimes people are having diets that are depleted in certain nutrients and therefore they don't have enough of these neurotransmitters. On the other hand, sometimes, for example, you have an addiction to drinking soda, both diet and regular soda, and that can cause a lot of stress on the liver. And on the pancreas and on you know in your gut and so sometimes just eliminating something like that can then support the liver support the thyroids support the brain and then eventually help you know reduce some of the stress responses um one of the main things i cannot recommend enough is adding a meditation practice now when we talk about meditation Please keep in mind, um, just like with medication and diet, there's no one size fits all. Same thing with meditation. You really have to sit down with a practitioner and let them understand your lifestyle, your needs, so that you don't end up sabotaging yourself. Because a lot of times people will go on YouTube and you know, download apps and get all these guided meditations and then they're excited about doing all of this and then a week later they flatline, they haven't done anything. That's because it's not aligned with their health, not aligned with the lifestyle that they want to lead. Yes, actually, believe it or not, your nutritional status, your health status is extremely important when you are planning on adding these lifestyle uh, modifications like meditation. It has to align with your um, picture of your health in that moment. So if you have problems, like if you are addicted to sugar and you have cravings and you have this, you know, constant sabotage built into the body, you're not going to be able to add meditation and be able to stick with it. You really have to have someone help you with these things. Um, So again, not a one size fits all, but adding meditation can be really beneficial. And there are different types of meditation, just because one person is benefiting from guided meditation doesn't mean that, you know, that's something that everyone can benefit from. So a practitioner can help you understand what are some needs, what are some needs that need to be met in the body, and then maybe find the right meditation for you. Um, So meditation can actually help you know, um, bring the body out of sympathetic nervous system. It can help reduce cravings. It can also help with uh, building the immune system. it can help strengthen the immune system it can help with uh, reducing inflammatory markers in the body and all of this has been you know studied scientifically and data has been published in peer-reviewed journals y'all know i'm not someone who likes to talk about anecdotal evidences so and um, this is something that has been proven so it's not some you know um i i really don't like it when people give a religious or a spiritual connotation to meditation i mean if that's um something that you want to do then that's good for you and uh, by all means feel free to do that but really the main purpose of meditation in this context is to help you reduce chronic stress which i'm coming from a very clinical point of view i'm not really wanting to bring in anything outside of that um, adding some type of you know light physical activity, so maybe going for a walk, swimming, whatever it is that your body is able to withstand depending on your health and your um, health status. Um, and um, last but not the least, um, you have to you have to understand there's a significant difference between weight loss and fat loss. So if you're constantly chasing after diets, if you're constantly chasing after wanting to lose weight, you go on and you lose weight and then you gain it back. And then again, you lose weight and you gain it back. That can cause a lot of damage to your kidneys, to your pancreas, to your liver, to your brain, to your gut, uh, to your heart. And so unfortunately, if you're constantly doing that, you are pre-programming your body for inflammation you are pre-programming your body for a lot of health issues um, and your body is in a constant state of fight and flight so instead of focusing on superficial weight loss um, try to focus on getting rid of you know the inflammatory markers in your body and then achieving the body weight that you want is eventually just going to be an easier task understand that your brain and your gut are constantly talking with each other so any um, remedies that you adopt in your life um, be that for weight loss or be that for management of stress keep in mind what affects your gut affects your brain and vice versa what affects your gut affects your immune system what affects your gut affects your liver and vice versa autoimmune diseases do not begin outside of the gut they begin within the gut and then it attacks the immune system so for example autoimmune diseases like Hashimoto's these begin in the gut arthritis this begins in the gut meaning you have nutritional imbalances in addition to unmanaged stress, in addition to lack of communication between the brain and the gut and the liver. And that is what is causing all of these um, health issues. Okay. So I hope this was beneficial. I hope you understand the distinction between acute and chronic stress. So to wrap up, um, acute stress is really not such a bad thing unless, of course, it happens so often that it, um, it ends up becoming chronic stress. Um, acute stress is something that we need um, on a daily basis. It can be very motivational, extremely beneficial if you use it in the right way. Um, chronic stress, on the other hand, can lead to inf- inflammatory markers in the body and can cause a lot of health issues in the brain, in the gut, and the rest of the body. So I hope this was beneficial. Thank you so much for coming back to my channel. Um, As always, if you have any questions or um, would like for me to talk about something, please feel free to reach out to me. My social media channels um, or uh, social media pages um, are linked to my podcast. So hopefully you should be able to find me on Instagram and Facebook um, and also on YouTube. Alright guys, thank you so much for stopping by. I hope you have a nice night and don't stress.